Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, welcome back to Let's Hang Out. I'm Ellie Brigida. And I'm Lee Holmes Foster, and here's what's happening this week. This week in the Lesdom. This week in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise. And the first thing is some of our live events. We're still hosting live events virtually. And April 23rd, we will be hosting Winona Earp Trivia one night, two different times. We'll have an East Coast time and a West Coast time so we can all enjoy our favorite Winona trivia. I know we have a lot of Winona fans in the audience, so you better come hang out with us. Come at us, Erpers. Come at us. We're ready for you. I'm so excited. We're going to help bridge the gap until we finally get season four someday. One of these days. One of these days. We will keep the content alive. Also, in the Greater Les Universe, we just had an event yesterday, which is not yesterday as of us recording this, so I can't really say too much specifics, but... It was great. We loved it. It was amazing. (laughs) Oh my god. Best premiere ever. Um, Killing Eve is back. We will have celebrated with you all in the past as you're listening to this. Um, For right now, we are very excited because it's coming up. But Killing Eve's Back, our favorite gay crime fighting slash committing duo, is back on our screens. I love how you say crime fighting. Like, we will literally to the death, like, not be like, Villanelle's a serial killer. I said slash committing. One of them right. is fighting. Okay. One of them fighting is committing. committing. It's, okay. You know... There we go. Because I'm like, I love Villanelle so much. I'm just like, she's just a normal girl. <laughs> just a normal girl who, hanging out. Who just likes killing people. She just likes all. killing people, but she's fine. She's cool. So premiere for Killing Eve, but we just had the finale for Schitt's Creek, which made me so teary-eyed and even more just appreciative of the joy that that show has brought and will continue to bring. I'll watch that show pretty much every night before I go to bed. It puts me in a good mood and then I just go to sleep. Like it will always be my companion. (laughs) I don't care that it's over. We, we are definitely going to have to do some more Shit's Creek trivia nights yeah. also because that was a blast. It was so much fun. But like those characters, it's just love. Like it's just pure love. And I think we need more of that in the world. So I'm sad to see it ending, but happy that it happened in general. Things so. we need more of in the world, love and Alexis Rose. That's fine. I'm not biased. <laughs> and Moira. I'm not biased either. <laughs> That's what's happening this week. Back to you, Elliot Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee, and welcome to our 44th installment of Should've Been Gay. Oh, oh, it was fun, it was great, but it should've been a little more gay. And in this week's episode, say no more, Monet more, it is Rex Manning it's Day. It's Rex Manning That's Day? right. <laughs> what? <laughs> what an exciting day. It's close to Rex Manning Day. I think this was the closest release date that we could get to actual Rex Manning Day, which is on April 8th. So we're a little bit late. We're so sorry, everyone. What a day. Uh, but we tried to land it as, as close as we could. And this week we are talking about Empire Records, which stars Rex Manning. 
<laughs> also of Grease 2 fame, which I love. I don't know if you've seen Grease 2, but we have to do a should have been gay on it, Lee. So get cracking. Okay. Well, I think it's on our list oh, already, so that's sure good. Is. Do you want to do the honors of the IMDb synopsis for Empire Records, Lee? You know I always I know. do. Empire Records, the 1995 smash hit. IMDb synopsis is as follows. 24 hours in the lives of the young employees at Empire Records when they all grow up and become young adults thanks to each other and the manager. They all face the store, joining a chain store with strict rules. That sentence barely makes sense. <laughs> it, yeah, it's. I'm gonna say this is one of our drier IMDb synopses that we've done. I love too that it says they all grow up and become young adults. I don't know if I see any growth through this entire film, <laughs> but uh, we can discuss that. <laughs> 24 hours to become young adults. As for a gay synopsis, do you have a gay synopsis, Lee? I do. My gay synopsis is three questioning teen girls dance around each other and their secrets while discovering their truths in a local record store. Love it. There is so much dancing, a lot of half-naked dancing, which I appreciate from Renee Zellweger. Thank you. (laughs) Mine centers around who I think is the protagonist of the story, but... Also the other questioning ladies. Gay virgin Corey suppresses her gay feelings for not one, but two of her female co-workers by throwing herself at what she thinks is a man she should be attracted to and ends up settling for another man she thinks she should be attracted to. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that is so accurate. It hurts me. I know, it's painful. She literally (laughs) says at the end, I didn't realize, we'll get there, but I didn't realize I loved you because I don't feel any butterflies when I look at you. Right. Yeah. I feel nothing. So I just didn't (laughs) realize it was love. love. (laughs) (laughs) I have no feelings of love for you, but it must be love because you like me. Yes. Uh, So gay. So much gay. (laughs) So much gay. So Lee, what was your experience with Empire Records? My experience with Empire Records is I did not see this when it came out. I I was probably a little too young, but I remember watching my friends and I used to watch Empire Records back in high school. So it must have been not that long after it did come out. And it was kind of like, you know, a cult hit. It was it's not the best movie. It's another like teen, you know, rom commy, angsty coming of age sort of thing. And I definitely remember watching it and not not being into Liv Tyler in this movie. <laughs> Liv Tyler in every Liv Tyler film. in that little skirt and the sweater combo. I mean, you know. A little bit of her belly showing pretty much every scene. There's there's some midriff. I'm not going to say it did nothing for me <laughs> at the time. That's, that's what yeah. I'm going to say my experience was. I understand that. What was your experience, Ellie? Because I think it's, it's very different. Yeah, so... This, this was never in my rotation. I'm not sure why, but I have never seen it. I honestly had never even heard of it till you told me about it. So it must be really culty. <laughs> but I watched it today. It was, <laughs> it was an experience. <laughs> it is an experience. I think everyone remembers when they, you know, experience Mark watching Guar for the first yes, time. Yes, Mark and Guar. The characters are all very unique and strange, and I like that. <laughs> And I also like the gayness of it. So that's where we're at. Well, that's what stuck with me. You know, what's funny is like, it's a movie I I watched a ton when I was a teenager, probably even before I really came out, honestly. 
but you see like people post the Rex Manning Day gifts every year in April and there will be things that remind me of it sometimes but what really stuck with me because I, I did make Kelsey watch it at some point of course. like we've, we've I've made her watch it with me and that's what you know what always kind of hits me is I'm like oh the parts that I remember are like you know tinged in hindsight of like some of the scenes that that we're gonna talk about with Corey and Gina definitely has always stuck with me is like the why are you being so nice to me like that whole scene we're gonna get into so there's a reason it has always been like I think I added it to our list early on and felt that we could do it justice you know and and just waited for the right time to land it near near Rex Manning day I'm excited I will say in my first watching of it because you're always looking at it like from a gay perspective when we do mm-hmm. these and I know they're going to be a should have been gay. I was sitting there and I was like, okay, I'm going to guess that this character's gay, this character's gay. But when I started it, I have in my notes, it just goes, every single person who showed up, Lucas is gay. Rex Manning <laughs> is gay. Mark is gay. Deborah is gay. <laughs> like, like I just was writing down character names. <laughs> Being like, this person's gay and this person's gay. I can 100% get behind Lucas being gay. I could also 100% get behind Lucas being aromantic. Like, he's not yes. shown having any For sure aromantic. interest in anyone. Even Ace, I could see him. Like, he's not, you know, there's no indication given of Lucas. And everyone else is, like, going buck wild and horny. And Lucas is... Oh, they are thirsty in this movie. <laughs> Let me tell you what. And Lucas is just sitting on the couch like... I'm in a I'm in a turtleneck, and I'm yeah. better than all of you. So <laughs> he's in his Steve Jobs best. Yes, one hundred percent. So when we say which character should have been gay, I think most of them, of course. Yes, but according to our gay synopses, right? Corey's the big one. Corey's, I'm gonna say, the centerpiece of gay for me in this yes. film. Yeah, I mean. There's no way. There's just... There's some gay pieces, right, surrounding her, which is Gina, mm-hmm. who's her best friend. And a little bit, she, yeah. She is the son of gay, and then there are smaller planets of gay orbiting around yes. her. Yes. <laughs> yes. Dancing <laughs> planets. Dancing planets. Some of them closer and gayer than yes. others. Yes. Before we even get into all... Because I think we're going to have to touch on a lot of characters. So many. Let's talk about Corey for a little bit. Yes. So Corey, played by Liv Tyler, Bear Midriff, just a flying in the breeze. Corey plays the type A successful student. She's going to Harvard. She's got, you know, her life together. She's pure. She's innocent. She's virginal. She's a virgin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wish everyone could have just seen Ellie roll her eyes. Mm-hmm. Yes. She's a virgin, and she decides that she has been saving herself, not for any man, no, 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 but for Rex, Rex Manning. Manning, the aged pop, pop star singer yep. has been that is coming to town to sign autographs at Empire Records. In his pink, purple, silk, whatever getup. It is cringy. Something. I will say, too, so they're having this conversation, Gina and Corey, in the car, where Corey has the uh, the record with Rex Manning's face on it, and she kisses it, and then Gina takes it, and she's like, it's more like this, and she starts licking the record. <laughs> 
And in the days we are living in now, I was like, Gina, don't lick the record. I was like, Gina, no. Yeah. Uh, but also, at least Gina's, like, into it. Like, even when she's pretending with a record, like, Corey kind of half-hearted about oh, that yeah. cast, right? She, Gina's, She's yeah. like, oh, Rex Manning. Mm, Love mm, him. Yeah, I'm so, so into, this. into this. Yeah. Like, what I said before, Rex Manning is, like, what women, he's, like, marketed as a hot man. It's like, oh, I saw this guy on TV. Every other woman in the world thinks he's hot. Therefore, I will have sex with him. Like, yes. And you know what I bet? I bet it's not even like every other woman in the world because they make a pretty big deal when he's signing autographs out of how like how much of a has been he kind of is like everyone who's there is like you were, you know, you have like older women who are like, you were my favorite singer when I was in high school. Or you have like the teenager who's like, yeah, my mom really likes you. I don't don't know know who you are. are. I have a theory that like Corey's mom is probably super into Rex Manning, you know, and, like, listens to the albums all the time and, like, watches his music videos. And I bet that Corey's just watching her mom and she's like, oh, this is what straight women yes. want because, like, this is my model of straightdom is my mom. And so I'm super into Rex Manning and I'm gonna give my virginity to Rex Manning. Yes. He's the only man for me. Let me follow this archetype of female sexuality yes. by throwing myself at a man I've never met. literally (laughs) painful (laughs) oh it's It's so so bad it's so bad uh rex manning is is so bad he's just so bad so Corey and gina get to the record store right and then i was like okay so i see the chemistry between Corey and gina clearly they are best friends Mm -hmm. can we talk about deb because this is the point where deb walks in (laughs) what no no she doesn't walk in what (laughs) she drives up on her freaking vespa (laughs) Deb is hardcore gay. She knows she's gay and she owns it. The first thing we see of Deb, she goes on the Vespa, walks in, heads straight to the bathroom, shaves her head, all of her hair gone. Just buzz, just buzzes it, buzzes it straight down. And the look on Deb's face also is of sheer joy. When she loses all of her hair, it's the happiest you see her in the entire movie (laughs) is when she's like, Yes, now I look exactly how I've always wanted to look. I have found the dyke inside of me. Yes, here, here she, she is. is. <laughs> There's also a scene with Gina and Corey where Gina's Gina's like, why do you care if Deb likes you? And Corey's like, I just really want Deb to like me. Yeah, there's, I'm telling you, the, what's interesting to me is they make this whole thing out of, you know, oh, these teenagers finding themselves and blah, blah, blah. The real relationships that we see in this movie are the three girls, right? Like, there is Corey and Gina's relationship, their friendship. There is the one-sided longing, of I'm going to say, between Deborah and, uh, yeah, Cor- Deborah and Corey. Yeah. And and then there's, um, we'll talk about Gina and Corey as well. But yeah, Deborah. I mean, before we get into the relationships that we're seeing, I think Deborah on her own, the fact that she, yeah, she drives up on that scooter, <laughs> shaves all her freaking hair off. And then the, the first real scene that we learn a lot about her is when Burko comes up and is talking to her. And, and I get you're, you're supposed to assume that there's some sort of relationship there. Yes. Um, or at least that there has been. So I'm going to say that her whole take on that is like, whatever happened last night, like, that is my past. I have shown up today. I have cut all my hair off. Please do not touch me anymore. I know. Like, she I, literally says, do not touch me anymore. And he's don't like, touch me. I think Deborah. 
discovered some things about herself last night that uh, are just, you know, there's some changes happening. That's what I'm going to say. Oh, yeah. And they're gay changes for sure. <laughs> but she knows it. Like, Corey is such like a figuring out she's gay kind of character. Deb is like, we. her realization is off screen. Yes. She comes to us and we're like, oh, that girl's gay. That girl's gay. Yes. Gina, I'm going to say I see as, as more bisexual, but oh, I think she's that for there's, sure bi. you know, I think Gina's figuring things out on her end as well. You know, she's looking for love in all the wrong places, that I girl. I know, that poor, all these girls, it's too much. The interactions <gasps> between Gina and Deb are like very antagonistic, but in a way that's like they're flirting with each other. Yeah. Like, they're constantly trying to, like, insult each other, and then they're smiling about it, like, oh, good, good insult, babe. Uh-huh. Whereas Deb and Corey, a little bit more tender. It's very interesting. They, they open up a little bit. They really but do. Before we get into that, I also, I have to give a shout-out, like, a like an honorable mention. Can I give an honorable mention to Jane? Because that is the thing, re-watching this movie after not having seen it in a little while, <laughs> that, that, again, my fresher, wiser, gayer eyes, uh, <laughs> Jane walks in and I was like, wow, how did I never notice how very, very gay Jane is with that very gay haircut and that very gay hat? <laughs> the hat. The hat is the gayest thing about the her. Hat, she shows up in like this Newsies cap with a short haircut. And I was like, wow, gay, 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 gay. gay. Yeah. Uh, and then she leaves when she quits and she comes back later on in the movie with like a little beanie on. And I was like, wow, you got gayer. What what happened? I know, to ask out Joe and you're like, mm, <laughs> but. Look, here's what I'm going to tell you about Joe and AJ in this movie. If those are not stand-in lesbians, I don't know what is. True, true. Look at their flowing hair. Ugh. I love AJ's hair. AJ is a character who's in a flannel shirt and a baggy sweater with flowing hair the whole movie, and I'm sorry, but come on. We all know what that means in the 90s. Two lesbians could very easily cosplay Corey and AJ together. Yes. Um, do it. Two two lesbians should yes. cosplay Corey and AJ together. <laughs> Except what we're also Corey and Gina and Corey and Deb. But the thing about AJ and Corey, right? AJ's entire arc is like, I love you, Corey. I'm in love with you. And I'm going to tell you I love you by 1.37 p.m. And we don't see any other interactions between Corey and AJ. Anything meaningful about like them being friends, about them liking each other at all. Except mm-hmm. for the one talk he has with her where he tells her he loves her. She yes. freaks the fuck out and is like, don't tell me that. I don't want to hear it. And then the final conversation they have together where she says, oh, well, I thought I didn't love you, but I realized what we have is better. I do. Right. I do love you. I just don't have any butterflies. I love you, but I'm not in love feel, with you. I just feel nothing when I, I think about you. I just feel nothing. <laughs> uh, I have the literal same notes because it drives me crazy that they have this one throwaway line where she's like, but you're my best friend and like, that's better and I don't want to ruin it. And I'm like, is he is your, your best, best friend? friend? Because... Yeah. You, we never see you talk to him ever for the rest of the movie. Like, ever. they basically have no conversation. You see no relationship. There's no foundation laid out for you. What you do see is her getting picked up to go to work by Gina, who knows exactly what her plan is in terms of what she's going to do with her virginity. And then Gina, who knows all of her habits, and Gina, who takes her to lunch and then is very, because they say hurtful things to each other. And there's very obviously a lot of feelings there. And then yep. Gina, who comes in and they have this 
this big emotional moment during the funeral, and then Gina, who she's very happy <laughs> for when she's singing at the end. There's a lot of, like, it's not Corey and AJ that they're really building up no. as a relationship in this movie. No, That's they're not. That's all I'm gonna say. They're really not. It's a complete heterosexual throwaway, and it's so oh, annoying. It so is. Especially because, like, let me tell you what. Here is Corey's character arc, right? Is you basically, you meet Corey, she's gonna throw herself at Rex Manning. She does, right? She throws herself at Rex Manning. So (laughs) she throws herself at Rex so half-heartedly, right? That he's like, okay, let's do this. And he literally just unzips his pants and she's like, well, fuck this. (laughs) I literally have bails immediately. It is so painful because it's like a gay girl performing heterosexuality so hard. It hurts me. She's like, you want me, baby? <laughs> like, right. let me take off my clothes. Like, I'm not so innocent after all. The second she sees even just the tip, she's out. <laughs> she's out. <laughs> like, just, to- just a hint of penis and she, like, stops dead. And she's like, oh, I am not into this at all. Let me huff, put all my clothes back on and get the F out of here. That's the thing. Rex Manning is pervy, but I'm also like, if you were a heterosexual woman, you propositioned a man and then he was like, yeah, let's do this. You'd be like, okay, cool. I said yes. You said yes. She says yes. He says yes. And she's like, oh, fuck me. Get out. (laughs) I did not see this coming. She's like, I never expected you to say yes. And she runs. The second that a dude shows any interest in her, she is like books the fuck out of there. And then she goes up to the roof and does the exact same thing. Crying, bawling her eyes out, crying that she just threw herself at Rex Manning. He said yes. And she ran away. And AJ tells her he loves her. And she also says, no, no, I can't deal with any more men today. (laughs) She she literally says that, like, I can't deal with this right now. Right. Like, please, men, stay away from me. And here's what I hate about it. This would have been such a good, like, self-realization coming out story, right? Because here's what you have. You have that girl who is like, I have to be perfect. I'm overcompensating. I, you know, like I have built up this idea of what my heterosexuality is going to look like. And, but then I hate it when I'm confronted with it. And then I'm confronted with another idea of what it could look like. And I hate that too. And I'm trying so hard to just be like this perfect daughter that I envision myself being in my head. I'm like, that story should end with her coming out. Yep. There's no, there's no question that that story should end with her coming out. But instead, they're like, oh, no, she actually decides that, like, this lack of any feeling that I have for AJ whatsoever must be must love. Must be love. <laughs> well, and then she We had- see you 90s lesbians. We feel your I pain. I know. It's so painful. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores. And it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. 
R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Well, then she has lunch with Gina, and this is the most painful thing, where she's I'm going to read this because some okay, of these quotes do. some of these quotes are too much. So she's talking to Gina and Gina's basically like, "It's okay, honey. Like we'll find you someone else. We'll find you another guy." And this is a literal quote from Corey. "I don't want another guy. I don't need another guy. <laughs> Why do you always try to make me like you?" What? Straight <laughs> shit is that? I don't want men. I don't want to be like you, my heterosexual friend. Why do you try to make me like you? And what else? Oh, my God. It's it's literally painful. I'm not like you with guys. I don't need to do what you do, which means she has no interest in sleeping with men. Yeah, that sounds like a straight girl to me. Rest my case. <laughs> Wait, can I rest my case then? Because my big argument for Corey and Gina rests on the funeral that they throw for Deborah. Oh, the funeral. Okay. The funeral. I know. So they throw her a fake funeral to make her feel how important and loved she is. Um, we're we're gonna talk about how Deborah fits into all of this soon. Wait, should we talk about before the funeral when Gina sleeps with Rex Manning? Because that's why she's saying all these things about Oh, yes, Gina. sorry. They have a huge falling out because, yeah, Gina immediately goes and throws herself quite literally on Rex Manning. Yep. And Corey is very hurt, very upset. And clearly why? she didn't care about unclear. Rex. Yeah, so, unclear why she's so upset here that Gina slept with uh, A man she didn't man. want to sleep with. Yeah. But she wanted to sleep um, with one of them. Gina sleeping with men seems to be something that Corey, you know, takes issue with in a general sense. Not sure why that is. Yeah. Uh, anyways, <laughs> so so they have this they have this big, you know, brutal fight. They're all flinging each other's secrets about because, of course, they know everything about each mm-hmm. other. Even though AJ's her best friend, as has been made clear in the movie, sure. But AJ doesn't know that she's doing speed or you know apparently anything about her. And Gina says to her, "At least I don't hide who I am." Direct quote. Mm-hmm. Who mm-hmm. I am, gay. And with that as a, as a you know, lead into this, they're at a funeral where they are supposed to be talking about Deborah and how much she means to them. Here is Corey's eulogy for Deborah at the funeral. <laughs> I quote, I really miss Gina. <laughs> That's how she starts. And Deborah's then she like, goes, this isn't uh, about and her. And then when Deborah, like, clearly is looking at her like, this is supposed to be about me. <laughs> uh, so she goes, I really miss Gina. I just can't stop thinking about her. She's not afraid of life, and she's not afraid to be herself. Okay. And I wish that I could be like that. 
I wish I could be brave like Gina. Brave and out? <laughs> brave and open? This is a coming out movie. It's all there. You have the perfect foundation. It's so... Every one of her speeches is so gay. Also, when... <laughs> after she gives that speech, she kisses Deb on the forehead. Yeah. <laughs> But also Gina was there. Gina was listening. Gina walks in and she's like, she's like, you are brave and I'm not. You're always talking. Okay. Oh, this. No, this is the quote that I'm really mad about. You're always talking about how I do what I want to do, but I don't. That is a literal quote that Gina says to her. And I'm like, if that is not a line that is begging for you to just go up and like plant Kiss one her. on her right now. Ugh, I'm so mad at these missed opportunities. It's right there in front of you. It's on a silver platter. Just take it. It's just there. Take it. It's there. Just take it. Ugh. So many... They should have kissed. They should have kissed, but no, she doesn't kiss. She leans over and kisses Deborah. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. At least she kissed some woman on the head. But I do think clearly you can see Corey and Gina's relationship. That's why I say like Corey's torn between these two kind of people right Gina who's like meant everything to her and still does uh, yes let's find yourself a girl who looks at you the way Corey looks, looks at, at Gina, Gina in that scene oh my god so good but then you also have this other lesbian character Deb who's comforting Corey over the fact that the object of Corey's affection Gina does not love her back so we have that scene in the bathroom that you were talking about. Oh, yes. Let's talk about that scene. Which this is before. This is before the funeral. So Corey and Gina are fighting, right? Deb takes care of Corey because Corey basically like got a black eye from Gina. Like they literally fought each other. Yeah. Um. So she's like tenderly taking care of her wounds Corey just looks over at her and is like, why are you being so nice to me? And it's so tender. Yeah. And it's so it's, beautiful. I love that bathroom scene because they, again, this is what I don't understand in movies like this. Like movies in this time period where you have, you have that line of Corey and AJ being best friends. And I'm like, you make no establishing, like there's nothing that establishes yeah, like, that AJ other than you saying it. take care of her in the bathroom? Like, but they take the time to show you that Corey wants to be friends with Deborah, that she cares about Deborah, that that she can't seem to break through, but that's it's important to her and it hurts her that she's not. Like they take the time to establish that and do nothing with Corey and AJ. Yep. Right? Yep. No. And so yeah, they have this scene where they're in the bathroom, she's helping she's like rinsing her face off, she's holding her hair for her, she's being so gentle and soft with her. I know. And okay. Can we just talk about how, for someone who apparently hates Corey, Deborah is like, let me take care of you. Let me hold your hair. Let me tell you it's all going to be okay. Let me turn around and, and just pee in front of you. Trout and pee right in front of I know. You. I'm like, lesbian rite of passage. Let me pee in front of my girlfriend. Let We're going to have a conversation in, front in the of bathroom. You. Like, it's NBD. And Corey doesn't even react. No. Right? No. Like, nothing. She's just like, this is totally natural and normal to me as well. Awesome. So glad that we're here. Yep. Why are you being so nice to me? And I'm just like, what is happening right now? Like, what date number are you guys even on? I don't understand. <laughs> this is like literally their second date. She's like, and we've hit the P stage. Oh, uh, yeah, they do. 
It's a and lot. They're, and they're cute together. They are cute. I like it. But that's I can thing. see them. I, I can see both of them. I really vibe on Corey and Gina just because the foundation is there. But I feel like if it doesn't work out with Gina, Deb's got her. There's Deb's a lot there. of strong emotions with Corey and Gina. That is for sure. For sure. And I mean, okay, just to, sorry, because I, I realized I missed one of my notes. And just to dive us back into Corey and Gina real quick, I do have to mention that in the scene when Gina is uh, sleeping with Rex and yes. everyone's kind of noticing, when Corey walks in and tries to go and punch in or, or out of work, here's what she goes. She says, why is the door locked? Where's Gina? Where's Rex? Notice who she asks about first. Gina. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. Her immediate thing is, where's Gina? Obviously. Right? Like, she has to know. Because they do seem to know where each other are uh, at all, all the times, time. a lot of the time. She's day. like, if I don't know where Gina is, she must be sleeping with someone. Oh, shit. Right. <laughs> Rex. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So, there's that. But, no. I Yeah, I agree. I think my, my top would be Corey and Gina. But I could see Deborah. You know, I could see there being, I could, it would work out. Picking I could up see those that. pieces. There's one other thing that I have for Deb and Corey, which is, so Deb gives out pins to everyone that she made specifically for them. And the yes. pin that she hands Corey is dishonesty. And what lesbian doesn't know <laughs> that another queer person is just sitting here lying and she's like, honey, think about it. You're lying to everyone. Here's a pin. And yourself. Do you think that's why Deborah doesn't like her? Maybe, like, maybe they have this thing, this dynamic where Corey is like repressing, 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 repressing. And she's like, but I want Deborah to like me because yep. look at look at the giant gay that Deborah is. I want, I need her approval. I need the gay approval. And Deborah is just like, maybe when you come out, we, can we will talk. figure this out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, I'm not dealing with this shit right now. But after you figure out all the dishonest stuff you're telling yourself, we can talk. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that being the underlying cause of this dynamic. Ugh. Oh, yeah. We this we would have made this such a better movie. Such a better movie. And then the other <sighs> pin she gave, what? She, who did she give stupid to? AJ? AJ gets stupid. Mark gets Mark sucks. Yes. And then I think that's I think that's it. I'm like, are there other pins? Those are the ones I, I can remember. I think those are the ones that we see. Yeah. Yeah. But... AJ's stupid because he's in love with a lesbian and (laughs) Mark sucks because Mark's just a weird dude. But I actually love Mark. So I don't I don't know why she says Mark sucks. I I love Mark, too. I could see Mark being being like pretty comfortably by or pan as well. Right. He just seems like he'd be super chill with whatever. Like, I feel like if a dude hit on Mark, he would just be like, (laughs) 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 I personally He'd, he'd give that little grin and chuckle and be like. Okay. <laughs> okay. We don't need to spend too much time on this because it's like it's not that deep. However, I think Mark and Eddie forever. Yes. You have I another can see ship? that. There's also Mark and AJ dancing in the scene at the end on the roof. You're right. But Mark and they're, Eddie They're cute. Eddie shows up. The first thing we see of Mark and Eddie's interaction, he, he gives Mark a mixtape. I made this for you. <laughs> I made this for you. Spent so much time making a mixtape for this boy. Then he gives him special brownies, which we see later where Mark gets super fucked up. But obviously on a surface level, this is Mark's drug dealer, but I think also his boyfriend. So I could see that. That's all. I think they're cute. Their energies would be weird as hell together, and I love it. Look, you just, you you know, have some brownies, you make each other feel good, whatever. Exactly. (laughs) 
just normal so, bro stuff. That's all. That's just a honorable mention. While we're talking about Mark and AJ dancing at the roof, uh, at the roof scene at the end, though, you know who else dances at the end? Gina, Corey, and Deborah, and Deborah in a weird all little three of them in a weird little witch circle <laughs> in a weird little witch thruple. I totally shipped it. I shipped yeah. all of it. I was yeah. totally down for that. Except then, yeah, then he Eddie makes his way in to like dance inside of their circle and stuff and i was like no 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 no, no, no. no. get out no, of no, here no. they're clearly right having a moment and like finally figuring shit out but yeah i love how Corey and aj get together quote unquote at the end but the last frame we see is not Corey and aj it's all the girls dancing together because all the girls no shit because those are the only relationships that they have given us any information about. Like, it's so funny. I, I don't understand why this was so common in the 90s that, like, they would only show you heterosexual romances, but they would not spend any time developing, developing them. them. They would only all. develop the relationships between the girls. Or, I mean, you it know, gives like, us why? plenty to work with, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disappointed. It's just, <laughs> But it doesn't make know? any sense if you're trying to sell us on heterosexuality. So we've talked about it extensively, but... Which characters are we shipping? Before we do ship names real quick, I have one other honorable mention. It's a throwaway line in the very beginning of the movie, but yes. I just have to mention Joe saying, my wife left me for another woman. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I think Joe knows what's going on here. And Joe's always in love with lesbians, hence him going out with Jane. Hence Jane. Oh my God. Yes. He so has a type and his type is repressed lesbian. Put it in a bow. Wrap it up. Nice. It's gay. <laughs> we just we landed nailed the landing we really that. did that was we really great. did okay now we can do some ship names yes great. please so cory and gina corgina corgina corina Ooh, corina <laughs> corina or um, Ooh. um <laughs> what about jinri jin jinri jinri I like Karina. Ginori. <laughs> Ginori. I think Def- it's Karina. It's definitely Karina. All okay. right. So then we have Corey and Deb, which is Corb. <laughs> <laughs> you like how like confidently I said that. What about Dory? Oh, I love Dory. Okay, Dory. Lee, you always win. And then we have <laughs> Deb and Gina, which is Deb Gina. Sure. Degina. Should I just let you have that one? <laughs> Debrina. Debrina. <laughs> She got uh, it, folks. We could do their thruple name as like Deborina. Ooh, Deborina. It's definitely Deborina because yeah. they definitely are a thruple. So that's the winner. Okay. And Mark and Eddie is Medi. Medi. Mark Eddie. Mar- Marty. Edark. <laughs> Edark stock. I like I like Medi. I'm gonna go with Medi. <laughs> Medi. Love it. And all the other people in this movie who should be gay together, let's be real. But- uh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do we it's have, a, that's a gay record store right there. It's a super gay record store. Also, let's just talk about, before we wrap this up, we have a record store with a bunch of employees. They're very likely to be gay. That's it. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. it. That is that is a local queer business, and we should all be supporting them. So yes. go you, Empire Records community, who uh, who shows up in hordes to keep the store alive. Go yes, you. go you. Keep your queer businesses alive. <laughs> it's a time for our Q&A about this queer business oh. of Empire Records. I think it's time. Q, 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 Q and, 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 and Question one, Ellie. Which pin would you get? A, dishonesty, B, stupid, or C, Mark sucks? Mark sucks. It's just fun. <laughs> it's much more fun. Question two. How many records do you own? A, none, B, one to 10, C, 11 to 20, or D, too many to count? 
Oh, I'm gonna have to say none. I don't have any records and I do not have a record player. I don't have any records either. Like, are we I, bad music people? I think we might be, yeah. I we just, have failed. We're, I have a tiny house and no room for a record player. I know, I never got a record player, but I think I have friends who have a shit ton of records. Mm. I think it's super cool, but yeah, I just haven't. It's like it's an investment, but I'm yeah. curious to hear what people have out there. So we'll oh, yeah. see. Send us your records. Question three, Ellie. Would you want to lose your virginity to Rex Manning? A, no. B, hell no. Or C, maybe. <laughs> I want to say maybe. <laughs> Just because I think it's funny, but it's a it's a no for me. For that sure. That silk no. shirt and pompadour really do it for you? Yeah, definitely a no. Even though I loved him in Grease 2, when we talk about Grease 2, I would with the guy from Grease 2, even though it's the okay. same actor, but not Rex Manning. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Question number four. What's your gambling go-to? A, poker, B, craps, C, slot machine, or D, the ponies? Probably poker. I bet I'd lose some money at poker. Although when we were at the weekend soiree uh, in New Orleans and we, we did have a good time at our at our little roulette table. Right? Did we play roulette? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I like roulette. I was, that was fun, but yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say if I was going to blow all of the money for the business that I was uh, closing shop for, it would probably be at poker. Yeah, I'd go for blackjack, some sort of card Ooh, game. There better you go. odds, better odds. Question five: Have you ever thrown yourself or a friend a fake funeral? Yes or no? I think it's a no, but I wish that I had so I would have a good story. But no. I have Well, maybe we should try it. We'll do it. I know. <laughs> Are we we'll go? write you some eulogies. Oh, thank you. All my <laughs> friends. All my friends at Les Hangout. Just throwing a, a preemptive funeral for Ellie. There you go. We'll just we'll just pretend that you're gone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so sweet. So sweet and good, good old time. Love it. <laughs> well, on that note, we know that Empire Records should have been, been gay. Let me hear you say hip, 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 we're gay. We love hearing from all of you, and we love building this community, so we just like to take the chance every episode to shout out some of our favorite things that we've heard from our listeners. This week, we're going to keep it short and sweet here, but we just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who sent in their emails or their messages to help us record our 100-episode celebration so we are going to be reading those all and really digging into them when we do our interlude that's celebrating 100 episodes, but we just wanted to say thank you in advance because we loved reading them. and You we made our weeks. Hearing so much from so many of you. It was just great. It was awesome. And of course, we want to thank our Lesbian Jesus patrons, starting with Tanya Ferguson, Jess Klaus, Danny Griswold, Sarah and Julia, Carrie Ann Lawrence, Mark Foster, Danny Gunlock Tamora, Audrey O'Connor, Alana Rosen, Kayla Kelly, Leah Henley, and Tara Gleason. And our King Princess patrons, Lizette Stye, and Amy and Ellen. And our big one, the big kahuna, <laughs> our sponsorship at patron, Wendy K. Bartlett, who wants to remind all of you to support your arts. It's more important now than ever to support your local artists and your local arts organizations as we don't have as many live events coming up at all. I'm like, as many. We have no live events. There's there's none. There's none. So support artists in your community. And thank you so much, Wendy, for supporting this artist. You're the best. Remember, you can also find us on all social medias on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Let's Hang Out Pod. 
You can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. Or you can check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you'll be the first to know when new episodes drop. We also still have videos going up on our YouTube channel, so make sure that you subscribe at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod to catch them. If you want to support the podcast, the easiest way to do that is to rate and review us on iTunes. We love hearing from you, so let us know what you think. If you want to join our Patreon, we have so much fun stuff going on right now. We're really trying to help create community for our patrons through so many of us being in lockdown and quarantine. So you can find that at bit.ly slash lespatreon. We also still have all of our regular perks, so you'll get ad-free episodes, and we have Les Essentials watch parties and bloopers and all sorts of good stuff. Um, and we're also trying to keep events going for our patrons and for everyone else. If you want some Les Hangout merch you can also get that at bit.ly slash shop all the gay all the time and we have sales usually on our social media so just keep an eye out see whenever our shop is on sale you know you got to get some good shirts we're all on conference video calls all day now so get some get some good gay swag i'll get some swag some good pjs you can get some gay pjs i'm about that yeah. there's lots of good stuff there that crew neck i wear my les hangout crew neck sweatshirt like every night it's the best <laughs> If you want to follow us individually, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at LSH Foster. And if you want to find me, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Ellie Brigida. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. soon. Let's hang out. out.